We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day to our daters, lovers, sexy friends. (laughs) I, I don't know. I'm trying really hard. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> We're so happy that we get to share this with you in your ears on Valentine's Day. It's actually kind of rare for us to have an episode on Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, like the exact episode. I mean, yeah, some of you might, day. if you're PST, maybe you're listening to this slightly before, but it's about to be Valentine's Day. You know, it's it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, we're in the vicinity of Valentine's Day. And whatever that may mean for you, we can't ignore this holiday. It is here and we're going to address it. <laughs> you know, it's like having anxiety. You can't be like, I don't have anxiety. Same thing with Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's Day doesn't exist. Yes, it exists. Let's just acknowledge it. Or if it does, you could always come back and listen to this a week from now. That's okay, too. <laughs> you do you. You take care of you. There were definitely years that I'm like, I'm just going to pretend Valentine's Day does not exist. That was definitely something that went through my head. I agree with you, though. You can't shut it out completely. I still feel like I have PTSD from like middle school when people would like come in the room mm, with like, with the roses. yeah. Uh, and everyone would get one and I never got one. I never got one ever. It was so sad. Uh, one year I thought about sending myself one. <laughs> People definitely did that. People <laughs> definitely did that. There was one girl I remember in high school. We were convinced she always sent herself them. She would get like the massive really? one. Like she would just get so many that it just it felt inauthentic, I guess. It didn't it didn't track. I mean, seriously, it's just like I definitely thought about sending myself some, but I didn't know if I could keep a straight face if my friends were like, who sent you that? And I'm like, anonymous, you know, or a secret admirer. I feel like nowadays you could just own it. You're like self-love. I'm doing it. Yeah, I think that's great. I hope people do that. Also, I hope they stop doing that in middle school. Yeah. I, that, talk about trauma and exclusivity. It's terrible. So there was one year that I didn't outright forget Valentine's Day, but I still wasn't in like a celebratory mode. But I remember I went to Whole Foods 
and I bought lobster. They had like lobster there and I made myself a fancy ass dinner. And I'm like, this is how I'm doing Valentine's Day. And the best part is they rung me up for shrimp, which is like nothing. Oh, (laughs) They put the wrong label on it. Instead, I didn't realize till I got home, but I was like, damn. That's a good that's a good deal. That's a really good deal. You think they did it on purpose? <laughs> they were like this sad girl. She just throw her a bone. Let her yeah. pay shrimp prices for lobster. Maybe some people, I mean, there could be some people who have no idea. They were like, this is a really big shrimp. <laughs> it's just like shrimp costs like what? Like nothing. And lobster is compared to at lobster. The top. It was amazing. Well, I say that's a win for a Valentine. I was like, I'm killing it this year. <laughs> Well, as much joking as we can do, we also know that some of you may really hate this holiday for especially if you're going through some stuff right now. So also, we hope that this episode, you know, resonates with you as well. Like, let's just make it a light holiday. It's nothing serious. And if you're going through kind of a rough patch right now, just know that there are millions of other people who are with you on that. Yeah. And you're not alone. Yeah. In the back half of this episode, after we do a little Valentine's Q&A, we are going to re-air an episode that we did when we were on the podcast, Two Black Girls, One Rose. So we thought this was a fun one. There's a lot of laughter. It's very light. We talk about the Mm -hmm. pick me mentality, and it's a good light one to ease the the day for some people so we thought this was a good approach i think so <laughs> it'll take get your mind off of it or make you i don't laugh about the holiday yeah hopefully and if nothing else i mean since two black girls one rose they're a podcast that talks all about reality tv so you might hear some of those uh callbacks in the episode but love is blind is also launching season i forget what they're on like six, six or probably. something yeah, yeah on val i think it's today on valentine's day or it's like within the vicinity so yeah maybe that's a binge you need yeah celebrate their last season because i cannot fathom them going any farther anything like last season it's not gonna make it last season was bad so yeah if your love life is in shambles look at someone else's that's even worse (laughs) that's on (laughs) national television Wow, we yes, I mean yes. There's so much to do on today, regardless of it being a holiday. You get to listen to us. Yes, we get to have an episode like that's you know this is entertaining. Let's let's just keep it fun. Yeah. We'll keep it light. We'll keep it fun. And we will be back for season eighteen. Mm-hmm. in two weeks so not next week but the one after so a lot of good stuff in store we did start a little later than normal but we've been really gearing up and you know i'm really proud of some of the interviews we've done so far just really trying to tackle the big conversations and you mm-hmm. you put up recently a post on instagram so like we've been discussing is like how do we raise the bar for like what dating culture yes. can look like so we're going to be diving into that a lot this season of what is this utopia? Like, we're all so sick of hearing about how modern dating sucks. Let's change the conversation starting at Dateable. Yeah, let's start the movement. (laughs) Yes. Get on the train. Cool. So 
Make sure to subscribe if you're not already so you get that as soon as it launches. We're starting so soon. Yeah, yeah let's start. Let's get into some questions. Yeah, let's do it. So we got a lot of questions. Thank you for everyone that submitted. We got these from Instagram. People just write in, so we take them from there too. So we tried to pick a few that captured the essence of what a lot of you are thinking. So the first question we got... I've been seeing someone for the last two months, but we didn't make Valentine's Day plans. Does this mean we have no future? Mm, Yep. That sounds like putting power in the hands of someone else. I thought you were going to say, yep, that sounds like you have no future. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that. Not to be be harsh, but I am only saying this because I can definitely relate. I've been in a two-month relationship before, right before Valentine's Day, and neither party says anything about Valentine's Day, and then you just ignore it. <laughs> like, oh, it's just another day, and then you never talk about it again. But of course, you as the person who remembered yeah. it being Valentine's Day, you're slowly dying inside. <laughs> so instead of thinking, okay, do, what does this mean for our relationship? address it head on. I mean, by the time you listen to our answer, it's going to be Valentine's Day or past Valentine's Day. It's good to just acknowledge it with the person you're dating. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. We're just like, you know, maybe a simple text and then talk about it next time you're together. Like, do you think it would have been too much to hang out on Valentine's Day? I actually would have really liked to hang out with you. Wouldn't have had any extra meaning, but an extra day to hang out with you. Right? Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And maybe this listener is listening the second this drops and they still have the opportunity. (laughs) You never know. But I agree. Like Valentine's Day means different things to different people. There's also like questions of is it too soon? Are we established enough? So, while, yeah, it's not necessarily the best thing that happens, but it's just an opportunity to learn more. So how can you look at it that way? And, you know, if you both kind of had this misunderstanding that you both thought it was maybe too soon to bring up, then maybe you can celebrate a belated Valentine's Day. There's always this weekend, right? It's not over yet. But I wouldn't assume the worst necessarily because you also didn't bring it up. So there's a two-way street here. And yeah, it's an opportunity while it might not be the answer you want, it's still better to learn that answer than to just, you know, continuously question like, what does this mean? And are we doomed and all that? You got to just get out in the open. It's a prime example of relationship chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea that we do everything in dating that is opposite of what we do in a relationship, but we're trying to get into relationships. So just think about, use that as a barometer for, okay, would I actually do this in a relationship? Would I ignore this holiday if we were in a relationship? Probably not. Would I approach this from a team mentality? Like, I see Valentine's Day coming up. Did you want to get together? Or should we cook? Or should, you know, some, I would love to spend that day with you if you're up for it. Let's just remove the me versus you mentality, waiting for the other person to bring it up. And let's just get ahead of it. You know, say what you want to say and do what you want to do. I'm glad you brought that up. I think especially as like hetero women, we've been told like we're not the one that's supposed to bring it up and they'll lose interest and my value will be diminished. All this bullshit that really doesn't mean anything. Like I remember Mm -hmm. I knew myself, (laughs) like even my partner and I, this 
wasn't two months. This was close to a year because we met April before. But our first Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day, I knew like it would give me anxiety, just like wondering what was going to happen. So we just Mm. made a plan together and went on a vacation, like a trip together. Like it was like a weekend trip, not a big trip. But I think just putting it out there, like especially if you know you're the type that's going to get in your head wondering what it means, just put it out there. Who cares? Like it doesn't mean anything for your relationship. All it does is give you peace of mind and sanity. And to me, that's worth it. Oh, so worth it. And imagine your partner is probably also wondering, are we going to do anything for Valentine's Day? If both people are sitting there just wondering, that is so unproductive. I I mean, I think I've talked about this before. The guy I dated in New York, we had just been dating for two months. And he's like, "Uh, do you want to get together next week? Would you rather hang out on the 13th, 14th, or 15th of February? He gave me those three choices without acknowledging Valentine's Day. And I was like, 13th. You know, it's just stupid stuff like that. Like, why didn't I just acknowledge it? And why didn't he just acknowledge it? Why do we just have to beat around the bush? Like, uh maybe on on the day maybe not so dumb something else i've noticed too is and i'll speak for women because i've been there it's like it's like almost like this ill intent if they're not acting mm. our relationship is doomed they don't want to be with me but i know from talking to our male listeners that they get caught up in like is it too soon is this the right move yes. just as much? But I remember before doing this podcast, like, I mean, it's easier because you always just think of yourself, right? So I like always thought like everything was happening to me. And I didn't realize like mm-hmm. the other person is also questioning everything. And there's two humans here that have the same fears and anxieties. Like we just need to humanize each other a bit more. Yeah, that's it. Great question, though. I'm yep. sure a lot of people are feeling that Okay, way. next one. Recently, I went through a brutal break. Breakup. How do I get through mm. this holiday without breaking down? Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Uh, I think Valentine's Day is so pronounced after yes. a breakup because you think about, well, I would have been doing this with the person I was with, but now here I am alone. This is why I think it's so important. Again, drive your own car. Get in the steering wheel and think about what would make me happy. Julie, I love your story of mistaking the the person bringing up lobster for shrimp. Like, Can you do something for yourself that day? Truly treat yourself. Do something you love to do. And then just be in awe of all the funny shit that could happen in one day. You know, maybe go to a neighborhood that you don't usually go to or take yourself on a like on a hike or do something that's like fun, but also has potential for some storytelling. Because I can guarantee you once you have a story, a memory of this day, it will erase the the grieving that you're doing right now and the sadness that you would have if you were just to do nothing and sit at home alone. I agree 100% that is ideal scenario. I am bringing myself back to that time though, Mm -hmm. because I remember being in this exact position. And sometimes all you want to do is break down. And I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you need to be afraid of it. Like, if you can do what you just said, you had have the best day of your life, power to you, amazing. And if you can't, Mm -hmm. that's also okay. Just recognize where you're at. It's one day. If it's going to make you feel better to hold up, pretend the day doesn't exist, let the tears out, that's okay. Sometimes you just need to get Mm. it out. And then tomorrow is a new day. 
So I think you need to honor Fair. yourself ultimately and don't have shame either way. Feel like what what's Fair. natural to you, right? It's a very good point. And maybe sometimes you build up to this day so much that when the day actually comes, you'll probably think, oh, this isn't that bad. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I can survive this day. Maybe you're listening to us right this minute as a distraction. And that's okay. Binge on dateable, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But that's the point. It's I love what you said. Honor yourself, whatever it is that you need this day. And if it means crying your eyes out, Godspeed. Go do it. I just remember like, you know, there's so much pressure to be like, oh, well, I'll do Valentine's Day or I'll go out and try to meet someone. (laughs) And it's just like, I remember just not being up to that. And you almost feel like bad that you can't rally. So I don't want people to feel bad is what I'm trying to say is it's one day of your life. Who cares? You know, I've never had a good Galentine's Day. I will tell you, it's always like we get together. We're like, yeah, Galentine's Day. Love being single. And it's sad. It's seriously just a bunch of sad eyes in one room. Just everyone just be like, why are we doing this? So I, I actually would much rather prefer to hang out like one yeah. single girlfriend yeah. than like a shit ton of sad single girlfriends no well i think where it comes from it's like you're you're trying to overcompensate so hard because like you are sad right if you are genuinely just like in a good place like go out with your friends have a blast it's one of these like oh well i feel like i have to do it so i'm gonna do it that's what it said yeah Okay, next question. I have been with my partner for three years now. The first two years, he stepped up with big V-Day plans. But this year, he (laughs) hasn't shared anything yet. Is he getting too comfortable that he feels like he no longer needs to impress me? (laughs) I get so tired for the person who's, who's always planning Valentine's Day. I am so tired for that person. And it just shows that you like it's a it's a joint effort. Valentine's Day should not be about one person initiating and making all the plans. Can you plan jointly? And as you stay together longer and longer in a relationship, you can't always expect the other person to plan. So think of a more sustainable way to do Valentine's Day, which is just make it a joint effort. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily means that they've gotten too comfortable. They're not impressing. I think you've just entered a different stage of your relationship. We hear this all the time that as the years go on, Valentine's Day isn't really as much of a thing. That being said, if it's really important to you tell your partner that like tell them that you still want to do something you want it to be the day every year that you you know acknowledge and make sure that you're showing each other love like have that conversation I think it means different things to different people so people can't be mind readers even three years in people can't be mind readers so just have that conversation or alternate maybe you take turns maybe one year you plan they plan if you're really doing life together you have a lot of Valentine's Day's left. Yeah. And the moral of the story is just have an open communi- line of communication yeah. about it. Like we suffer so much because we have all these expectations yes. that we don't verbalize and we assume and we just then get disappointed. Most of our relationships are set up for disappointment. I truly believe that if you don't open your line of communication, that's what you're going to get. Yep. Okay. Very last question we have. Oh, another one. Okay. I went on a great first date the week before Valentine's Day. We talked about hanging out again, but we haven't yet. Should I send her flowers or give some other type of gift? 
I, that's really that's a really thoughtful way to acknowledge um, someone you're newly dating. I think in terms of gifting, this is what I've recently learned is that you got a gift without the expectation of receiving. Yeah. So if it truly makes you happy to give something to this person, flowers, candy, text message, a card, whatnot, do not expect anything in return. Just know that you are happy yep. to give. I'm so mixed on this one because I do think it's like the thought is there, but gifts mean so many different things to different people and it can be overpowering. Like I remember talking to someone that would bring like his first date's candles and it just like backfired because mm, it felt yes. weird, right? So I would say like go with the thoughtful, like more definitely send a text message. That's like a no brainer. You could have a card. That could be a good one. But like something that's maybe a little less effort than you would do if you were together because you really don't know this person after one date. And I think yeah. that's where I would go. But again, do what's authentic to you. I don't want to like hold people back. If they feel really compelled to do something, just know that not everyone views gifts the same. So in this circumstance, maybe less is more. But something that still acknowledges is nice. There was one year I remember I went on one great date with someone the week before Valentine's Day. And on Valentine's Day, he sent me a really sweet text message. Yeah. Had a really great time last week. Just wishing you a happy Valentine's Day and looking forward to seeing you again next week. I feel like that's enough. So great. It was more than enough. Yeah. And it was just, just a little thoughtful text. Yeah. So baby, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to overthink it. It really can't backfire either, sending a text like that. It, it really can't. But if if it's like, you, if it's killing you not yeah. to send this person flowers, then do right. it. Just do it. <laughs> and, you know, if it really doesn't work out because you sent them a text or, you know, overextended yourself, then it probably isn't the right person for you anyways. Oh, yeah. If you scare them away because you sent them flowers and it's not the right person. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that was a sampling yeah. of our questions. Like I mentioned, we got a lot more, but this was a good different stages of relationships. Tried to cherry pick them that way. So hopefully this was relatable to you. And wherever you're at, you can always binge Love is Blind. That's the that's the lesson of the story. Oh, I know. We're, we're single-handedly giving them viewership right or now. Or dateable. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go to dateable. Let's, let's say dateable. <laughs> okay. Well, before we go into it with the episode that we have announcements at Dateable Podcast. That's where you can find us. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Big Dateable Energy. We're everywhere. So make sure to follow along outside of the pod as well. And if you haven't yet, leave us a rating and review. We are getting close to that 1K. Every single one helps. <laughs> don't you want to do it just so we don't ever talk about this again? Yeah, that'd be great. So and then we're going to have a new milestone. 2K. <laughs> we're overachievers. We can't that yet, UA. No, just <laughs> okay, fine. It. It's okay. You're helping out, but honestly, it, it means so much. This is what keeps the show going. This is what helps us get great guests. It makes us reputable. All the stuff that actually ends up benefiting you ultimately. So thank you in advance for everyone that's done it. And if you haven't yet, we know it's annoying. No one likes to write reviews. It can be really fast. You can just say FV day. That's all you can say if you want. <laughs> or you can say I love Valentine's Day. That's enough. Either way. <laughs> I, I had this a re really fun discussion with someone about reviews. And we were saying like reviews are basically your way of paying it forward. Yeah. 
Uh, you want to give a gift to someone and tell them what to expect from this thing, this episode, this restaurant without them actually trying it. So think about you are adding more to your good karma pool yeah. by writing us a review so that you can help other daters who could use this podcast at this exact moment right now. And that helps you too, because the more dateable people that are fueled into the dating ecosystem only means mm -hmm. maybe a better shot of finding someone emotionally available and oh open for gosh. a relationship. So it's a beautiful gift. gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. If you're like yes. our person that wrote in about the flowers text message, just leave the gift here. That's all you need to do. <laughs> just send them an episode of yeah. Dateable. That's enough. That's a gift in itself. Awesome. Okay. Okay, well, before we get into it, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misperception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. I know for me, going to therapy individually and then also with my partner was a game changer. It really helped put into words a lot of the things that I've been feeling and work things out real time with a third party. It also helped me become a better listener and state my needs. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash dateable today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dateable. Okay, here's us on Two Black Girls, One Rose. For today's Bachelor in Paradise recap, we've invited some special guests to help us make sense of this pick-me mentality that we are seeing a lot this season that has been frustrating the hell out of us. Um, just watching these beautiful young ladies on the beach just like struggling with this. So please welcome to the show the hosts of the Dateable podcast, a podcast digging into why we date the way we do talking to real daters and experts to bring understanding to modern dating, Julie and UA. Welcome, Woo! guys. 
Thanks for having us. We have so much pent up frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Well, you're in the right place then. Let's, let's try and make sense of this, what we're watching. Um, so from, from your perspective, you guys talk a lot to real daters. You guys talk a lot to experts on your podcast. What is this pick me girl? Can you like just take us back, even define what is a pick me girl? What are we seeing here on this paradise? She is cat. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling of like, well, you know, I'm I only I want to be with someone who just picks me and I want to like I don't know how I feel about this person, but what really matters is that they mm-hmm. like me back. And the minute that they show interest less interest in me or they're showing they're not really picking me I'm out I'm out Mm. the door like no I need to be with someone who picks me Mm. and it's it's a wild kind of mentality because on one hand you're you feel like you're empowered somehow (laughs) like she she comes off like she's very empowered on the show like Mm -hmm. yeah I need someone who's gonna say hell yeah to me but on the mm-hmm. other hand, she doesn't realize she's relinquishing her control to someone else. Like she right. hasn't even expressed her own interest in these men. And all of a sudden she wants someone because she, you know, wants them to pick her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is inherently wrong with wanting somebody to pick you? It comes down to that you're getting out of the choosing site. There's nothing inherently wrong with wanting someone to pick you. Like, we all want to be chosen, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But when it becomes that that's, like, at the forefront, and you Mm -hmm. don't even take a step back to say, do I like this person? Mm -hmm. I just want to move forward. I don't care who Mm -hmm. the person is, in theory. And, I mean, clearly, (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise, like, if they don't get chosen, they're leaving. So that's, like, the most extreme scenario. But (laughs) in dating, too, like, we see this all the time. It's like, I need to get to the third date. There's, like, this arbitrary marker and milestone that it's almost... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even care if I like this person. I'm just, like, proving to myself mm-hmm. that I can do it. That's when yeah. it becomes problematic. Okay. Okay. So it's like the rat race. Yeah. pick yep. me. Yeah. Interesting. So that's how you guys would describe the kind of pick me mentality is, like, racing towards whatever finish line you set, whether it's the, fir- the third date or boyfriend or marriage or whatever. That's how you guys would describe it. Yeah. It's like you lose track of what's important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, again, like you, of course, want to choose someone that chooses you like that's inevitable. That's like at the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. You're like taking yourself out of this choosing mentality, because mm-hmm. you're not saying like, if this person isn't right for me, I'm going to step away. Mm-hmm. You're just fully moving ahead because you just want to get chosen so much. Mm-hmm. It's the pageant mentality. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. the pick me yeah. to be the winner. I want to win. win. This. Okay. But it's like, okay. what are you winning? <laughs> right. mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with women's? Because the way that I've known pick me girls growing up through college and everything is a girl who is uh, wanting to look like the best type of wife in a very like almost 1950s era way mm. of uh, kind of portraying herself. Right. A pick me girl is a girl who gets on one of these microphones and says that you should not dance to sexy red. Mm. Mm. That's what I've known a pick me girl as like, you know, she's wearing she's modest. She is uh, smart. She works, but not too hard. She cooks really well. She cleans. She picks up the kids. That's how I've always like known a pick me girl. But in you guys experience on your podcast, you guys don't know. 
I don't think it's limited to just that. Like it could mm. be that. It's I don't even think it's limited to just women. I think it's everyone. Like I think You think men have it yeah, too? Really? Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Wow. We all have a little pick me in all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was asking. Like right. what's what's wrong with wanting to be chosen? You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, like Julie said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be chosen. It's like, do mm-hmm. you lose yourself in the yeah. process? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to get to the next milestone without actually checking in with yourself to see if you like this person or not? This right. is what we see in app culture dating. It's like, I want as many matches as possible. Uh, I want all these conversations to turn into dates. And then you ask, like, how many of the thousands of people you're talking to, how many do you actually want to go on a date with? Mm-hmm. Like, People mm-hmm. don't go inward they're like very much about that external validation mm-hmm. 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 I think, justine though there is something about what you mentioned it's like this this girl this is the stereotypical pick me girl it's like yeah i'm not like yeah. the other women I'm like i'm different girls. kind of yeah thing. and i yeah. think that's the yep. mentality that like if you look up on like pick me in urban dictionary that's <clears> the definition <throat> you get that's the only one i know yeah yeah but i think i really do think it extends way deeper and further that than is that. so that's yeah. crazy mm. and i guess on on obviously in a situation where you have you literally have to get chosen to stay on the show and <laughs> right. you do whatever you need to do <laughs> but i think that's why watching bachelor in paradise this season has been so frustrating because we have Rachel and Kat. Rachel, former bachelorette. This is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> she is out here just uh, shucking and jiving for these roses for whoever um, <laughs> and just relinquishing their power completely. Kat, with these girl boss platitudes that she spits out, oh, are her so confessionals. strange to me. <laughs> they are so odd. But how is it that these two women who... I mean, Rachel's not claiming as much of like, I'm a former bachelorette. What the hell are y'all doing? But that's what we think watching it. And mm-hmm. then Kat, who is claiming very much like girl boss energy. She definitely mm-hmm. seems like I'm a boss bitch. She definitely would wear the t-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. How is it that they are giving up their power immediately when they get to this beach? Is it just the game of it all? Or do you think they, they really do this in their real life? Mm. If you think about it, what Bachelor in Paradise simulates is actual dating. But the only difference is you see what your person, who else they're dating. The competition. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you see, right. You see it, right? right? right. But in yeah. real life, this happens. Yeah. You have a great yeah. date with someone and the next day they could go on a great date with someone else. Right. It's just mm-hmm. in real life, we mm-hmm. don't see that. So we don't get us, I'm going to use the word insecure because I would be insecure if I saw someone yeah, I had definitely. a great connection with go on a great date with someone For else. Sure. So I think this show should be renamed insecurity paradise because it (laughs) literally brings up all of your insecurities and i think for these powerful confident or seemingly confident women Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're you are going to become insecure when these when all of your insecurities are basically excavated in front of you like here here's everything that's going to make you insecure and it's Mm -hmm. on national television Mm-hmm. Mm. But even in real life, though, we see this all the time that the most powerful, like, boss mm. women, mm-hmm. it completely goes to the wayside in dating. Like, who you are mm-hmm. yeah. in work, in that environment, is not necessarily reflective of who you are in dating. It could be. But there's mm-hmm. so many people that, like, it's such a 
it's always a shock to me, like when I hear this person like bending over backwards and doing whatever they can to get liked. And I'm like, that is not yeah. the person I know. Like, why are they doing in da- this in dating? Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like dating, there's a lot that's personal about it. It's like at the core mm-hmm. of it, like we're asking someone to choose us and to love us. To like us mm-hmm. as we are. Yeah. 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 And it's like, if you get rejected, of course, that's going to sting. There's no yeah. way around that fully. But that being said, like, you don't want to just fall into this mentality that you just want anyone and everyone to pick you. Yeah. Right. Is the pick me, is this tied at all to, like, maturity? Like, is this something that we, with life experience, kind of age out of? Is it because the women we see on Paradise are so young? Or is this something (laughs) that kind of... (laughs) (laughs) Or are we all struggling with this even still in our 30s? Like... Sometimes I wonder when I watch Paradise because they're a lot younger than us that I'm like, is it is it a maturity thing or, you know, what do you guys think? I I sure hope so. But I definitely (laughs) feel just even an ounce of this popping up in me sometimes, you know, I think just Mm -hmm. when a guy says, oh, um, I haven't been in a relationship in years and, you know, you make me feel something different like that somehow makes me feel like. I'm going to fall in love with this person, even though mm. I, I don't even know how I feel about this person mm-hmm. yet. It's mm-hmm. still that like, oh, I'm different. He's mm-hmm. picked me. He's picked me to be in a relationship with. So I yeah. still feel some of that coming up. But I do know that with age, I am aging out of the whole like, I don't even want to be in the game. Like, I don't want to be in the lineup. <laughs> you know, If it were me on Bachelor in <laughs> Paradise, I'm like, I'm out. Day two. Bye, guys. Like, no need to pick me. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving here. Yeah, just give me my margarita. I'm going. I mean, I think it really comes down to have you done the self work too. Like, if you okay. don't, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like, you can be whatever age and it doesn't change. I think the part that's like the benefit of age is that you have that opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely remember, like, very much in my 20s, like, trying to, like, mold myself into the type of mm-hmm. person that I was dating so they could right. like, pick me. And then mm. I got to a point that I'm like, this is not what I want in life. And right. I want to be with someone that likes me for who I am. And who cares if I go on 100 dates? I only need one person if I'm monogamous. Mm-hmm. But that takes yeah. time to get there. And not mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that's a good point. That reminds me, I've shared on the podcast, my first date with my husband, my attitude when I walked in was very... I, I would say at that point in dating, I was so jaded. I was like, here I go again. I'm on another first date. Like, here we fucking go. And I had just, like, broken things off with the last guy the week before. And my energy was very much like, I'm Natasha. What's your name? Where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Okay, that's cool. Job what next? Yeah. Very job interview. And he confirmed it, too. He was like, you were very, like, just direct. Like, we got to get through it. But I think it was... It was a bit of life experience. It was years and years of dating. It was like a tiredness of like, here I am here I am again. And it was very much a, it maybe didn't come off the greatest, but it was a confidence where it was like, I know I'm the shit. Yeah. I, you can choose me or not, but I'm definitely here to choose you. And I think that came with being burned so many times and kind of developing uh, a harder exterior, but also just like a confidence, like, yeah. you know, I am the shit. So are you up to par or not? <laughs> That is so important for people to hear. And I need to remind mm. myself of that, Natasha. The difference with you, how you were speaking there than 
the people on Bachelor in Paradise is that mm-hmm. you are also actively choosing that person and mm-hmm. letting them know. I think what mm-hmm. happens on the show and in real life dating is that we want to be mm-hmm. chosen, but we don't we don't let the other person know that we're choosing them too. Them. And that's right. why they go on they choose they accept the date cards and mm-hmm. they explore other connections because they're also like, well, I don't know who you haven't chosen me, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna go find someone too, right? So that's mm-hmm. important to be like I'm on the state with you because I choose to be here with you and I choose mm-hmm. to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That gets lost <laughs> real yeah. easy yeah. in dating. You forget it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My heart did go out to Olivia, though, when I was watching. Yes. So just like, yeah. I feel yeah. like that was like me in my 20s. And I'm like, ugh, like that. Like, to me, <laughs> to mm-hmm. me, though, and I don't know if you guys also felt this way. To me, she looked like the most secure because she was so open with her feelings. She was like, listen, I liked you. Yes. So what's, no. what's going on here? I liked you. I said I was going to be behind the scenes waiting for you. She was honest the whole time. Mm. All these other girls are incredibly dishonest with the way that they move. And mm. I think that is a huge uh, quality of being insecure, I think. I mm. did like that she was transparent. I think that is really important. And having the mm-hmm. confidence to be like, I'm here for you. I want to be with you. Where I think mm-hmm. she came off as maybe pick me a little is that mm. I'll wait for you. And I, granted, I understand, like, mm. she can't leave the island. She's, like, she <laughs> like where's she going to go? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to leave. Uh, but, like, this, like, I'm here, I'm waiting. Like, you, yeah. like, you know, like, it's this mentality. And we see this with dating, too. It's like, you have to know, too, when to pull the cord. When someone is, like, clearly dating around or doesn't want to be with you, just, mm-hmm. like, waiting for them is a recipe for failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she is. The sad part is she went through this already in the beginning yeah. of the season. That's right, and, yeah. right, yes. and Will. Mm-hmm. with yeah. Will, and so then now she's like experiencing it again, and it's not a great feeling. But I, uh, I also understand. She's like, yes, I do like you, but I, I want to shake her and be like, isn't this giving you some information about John Henry? Right. That's right. not that great. Like yeah. the fact that any girl could come in and just like be really aggressive with him. And he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, th- I I would hope that in her eyes, it makes him less attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that she can move on. But mm-hmm. I also yeah. understand that she's like, she's been through it already. So it's got to be mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. She knows a lot more about Kat than she does about uh, John Henry. That yeah. is so true. Well, that's another so. piece, too. It's like the focus is all off. Like, it's all about yeah. her and, like, how yeah. she's this terrible person. And maybe she mm-hmm. is, but, like, who cares? Like, you're not dating that person. <laughs> right. You're not dating right. it. Yeah. Right. Yes. And he mm-hmm. just has, like, this hall pass. Like, he can do no wrong. And I think people, people, and this is in dating, too, like, outside of reality TV, it's like people treat you how you allow them to treat you. True. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. she lets him treat her like a doormat. And that's mm. what he did. He found someone that like felt more challenging to him. Mm. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, this person's going to be here whether I choose them or not. So I might as well like see who else is out there. Mm. I, I don't even think he's he's that. I, I don't even think he thinks that way. Is I that think deep? He's, just like a, he's just a blob. <laughs> yeah, think- he is literally <laughs> just a blob on the island. And like anybody can just mold him into whatever yeah. they want him to be. He is like, to me, he has no conviction, no personality whatsoever. He's just like... Yeah. He's just a good-looking blob a good-looking on, piece of, yeah. on the island. But I'm curious what you all three think of this. This happens every season on ba- Bachelor in Paradise. It's like 
you almost need to date around to have a point of comparison. And yeah. then some of them do mm-hmm. go back to their original person. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you almost need to have that experience mm-hmm. first to know mm-hmm. that this connection yeah. is real. I mm-hmm. don't know if you all believe that too, like in real life dating. Mm. Ooh, that's a great question. Because yeah. I do have friends who have gotten with their like first love yeah. ever in life. They're settled down. They sit down. They're done. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'm ready. I'm done. It's over. Even my mom has friends who... I've been married 30, 40 years, first boyfriend out of sixth grade. And that's who they got with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, it depends on your upbringing and where you're from. Like, I'll just say from an all-girls school, growing up in an all-girls school perspective, I could never have done that mm. just because I didn't know enough about me around men mm. <laughs> to, right. like, trust that that decision was smart, that I could be like, oh, yeah, the first guy in college, yeah, I'll just go yeah. with him. Yeah. I right. did not trust myself <laughs> enough for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it just depends on on your upbringing, I would say. Mm. It also goes back to the fact that, like in real life dating, you're not seeing this, right? So, like, this is right. normal to like this, date around, and mm-hmm. there's you can't really yeah, fault right. someone for doing this. Like, my partner, like when we first met, he like said that he went on another date, like right after me, and mm-hmm. was like made it so much more clear, like our connection mm-hmm. because of the contrast yeah. mm-hmm. too. And mm-hmm. I can't be upset about that it's like the early dating like the first time you meet someone of course you're going to be dating other people like that's mm-hmm. yeah. so standard this time like this day and mm-hmm. age but mm-hmm. here yeah. it feels like they are doing something wrong and they need to be like instantly committed <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree julie i think there's nothing wrong with learning you're really just kind of learning yeah. through each date and i think your experience with your partner is very common and that next person mm-hmm. just prove to them even more that oh no i connect with that girl more but how could they have mm-hmm. known that if they didn't have a point of comparison so right mm-hmm. yeah i definitely don't see anything yeah. wrong mm-hmm. should i tell the story we yes you should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> questioning <laughs> it that we want to I, am. I am answer is yes this, natasha this has to do with you so oh I damn okay <laughs> famously on natasha's third date with nate on new year's mm-hmm. um and uh, Nate at one point was like, just me and Natasha had gone to the bathroom or something. And we were talking and he was like, oh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I was like, really? That's crazy. He was like, yeah, I just heard that she broke it off with some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she did. The She's week out before. here a hot commodity. Okay. <laughs> and Natasha had on a snakeskin tank top dress. She was all tight and cute. I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it um, it almost kind of like not helps, but I think to speak to kind of what Julie was saying, it kind of helps that you're like, it's a signal that you're attractive to others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people yes. like to see it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just reminded me of that story. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I know. It's like the things you say on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know. Comes yeah, back I later. <laughs> Oh, this you tuned in. Job. Nobody's listening. Who's <laughs> hearing this right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's... Um, what was I going to say? I think on, on Paradise, I think the issue is they're doing it in front of each other. But I, I agree, Julie, this is dating. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with any of this. It's just here there's a, there's a competition to it. You're doing it in front of everyone. Like... 
you know, if Nate had saw me with that guy before, (gasps) like how different he might have felt about me in the moment. He's like, oh, she's a hot commodity. I'm down. But yeah, it might have been like, "Eh, she's not for me, you know, so (laughs) it's that that's the difference with paradise is there. You know, you don't see this. (laughs) Like you, you. You know mm-hmm. your partner's been with other people in the past. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. There's <laughs> right. a difference in theory. knowing and seeing. <laughs> seeing. Like, seeing yeah. it. You can't yeah. unsee it. Yeah. I think the real problem, too, is, like, again, that like, you have to pick someone on the show, right? Like, that yeah. is the core right. of it. Like, if you were dating and you realized someone else was dating around all these other people, like, you can say, okay, I don't want to be in that situation. I want to go... Find someone else that's not going to be doing that. But here, mm-hmm. it's like you can't, one, walk away. And then, two, mm-hmm. everyone else is doing that, too. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, set up for that perpetual feeling of, you know, everyone is looking for what's better and wants to be chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another question I had, um, which we see a lot on not even just Paradise, but just in The Bachelor in general, is sometimes you see like a very clear personality mismatch. We even see it with John Henry and Kat. Like they seem like totally different people. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so obvious. Like this is just a mismatch. I think last episode too, Tanner broke up with Kat and said, our personalities are just very different. Um, On The Bachelor, you see it a lot, but then you see girls – um, sticking it out for many reasons. They probably want to, you know, make it to paradise. They want to get social media fame or whatever. Um, when there's clearly no connection on Golden Bachelor, which was really interesting, we saw one of the women, Nancy, she left on her own accord mm-hmm. because she's like, you don't really, not that you don't like me, but I'm clearly not in your top. So she kind of took that power and was like, I'm just going to leave. When we see, I guess if I relate back to, to dating in real life, when there's like a very clear personality mismatch, but you see your friend or whoever just like still trying to make it work, trying to make it work. What is that too? Like why is it just, again, the pick me thing is still blinding us and we just want to be chosen? Or when you see it's so clearly obvious, but you'd still try to like chip away and make this thing work. What is that? Ugh. One of the great things that we age out of, thank goodness, (laughs) I really Mm. think you age out of this, but Kat, again, 
great example. If you watch her in earlier episodes of the season, she's Mm -hmm. a completely different cat. Even the Mm -hmm. women were like, whoa, cat's different. She's Mm -hmm. cool. She's nice. Mm -hmm. Because she was molding, she was presenting herself earlier on, like, I'm different. You know, I'm I'm so like mature. And then her true personality comes out once she's tested. Her ego's tested. Her pride is tested. Yeah. I think this happens in dating as well. When you're when you're still haven't done the self-work, you mold yourself to the person you're seeing to impress them or to be on the same level, to be a personality match. And eventually when your insecurities come out, that's when your true colors come out and that's when it becomes a mismatch. And Mm -hmm. as a friend who's watching this happen, you just have to like sit back and be like, I know this is not going to work out. (laughs) There's nothing you can say or do, but that is what happens. It's like people... Mm-hmm. Are, are chameleons in dating yeah, and they the shape shifting they yeah. exactly just to just to impress the person they're dating yeah mm-hmm. i think it mm-hmm. like i 100 percent agree with what ua said i think there's so many reasons why people stay in these like it's just like <laughs> there's it's it's so deep where this comes from a big mm-hmm. part of it though is just like scarcity mindset and like maybe mm-hmm. they have like what's good on paper and mm-hmm. they, you're the, the the type of person you think you should end up with right so you mm-hmm. still hold mm-hmm. on to it even though yeah. deep down you know like this isn't really what I want to spend my life with and like we're mm-hmm. not going to really work so it's like the focus on the wrong things is mm-hmm. a big part of it too yeah but mm-hmm. just you know like the ability to choose like i think the example you brought up Natasha in Golden Bachelor Mm-hmm. Like the fact that she chose herself and I'm not going to wait around for this person where like clearly I'm not the one that's being chosen. That goes mm-hmm. back to what we were earlier, yeah. we were talking about earlier of like, yeah, you still want to be chosen by someone. It's not like pick me just like gets rid of that completely. Right. Mm-hmm. She realized like that she wasn't in the top running because they weren't the right fit. And by mm-hmm. doing that, she was choosing herself to to exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Interesting because the if anyone has a scarcity mindset, you'd think it'd be like a seventy-one year old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think though that's the point though, Justine. Hear the scarcity mindset from everyone. It's truly a mindset. Everyone. It's yeah. truly a mindset. Yeah. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can think there's so many better people out there for you, no matter what your age or whatever's going for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is why Bachelor in Paradise is so brilliant because it does somehow mirror reality it's the it's that you get on the island and you see everyone paired off and that's like kind of in reality too you're like oh everyone's everyone's in a couple now everyone's taken all the good ones are taken and then you never know who's gonna come down those stairs and that's in real life too you never know who's (laughs) around the corner who could make you feel something again yeah. yeah, that's such a that's good parallel. True. I know, and that's not a paradox yeah. in that way, I've but never, it's so yeah, true. Me either. <laughs> the only people left in this world are these people that are in front of you. <laughs> right. Not yeah, you're like, oh, they're all paired <laughs> off. Great. I'm yeah. going to die alone on this island. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah. ooh, who just came I, down the stairs? Right. Gaps is like the funniest thing to me because it's like, this abundance of choice gets in our way that there are too many options, yet we also feel like there's no options. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand like how that works. Like, how? That. Yeah. I feel like uh, society and people who maybe didn't date online previously probably still feel like it's a really big scarcity mindset. Yeah. 
And me and my friends talk about this a lot when we get with our partners and then our parents like them more than us because mm. they're just like, hold on, hold on for dear life. He went to college. Hold on. Hold on to him. Hold on to that man. He's good. Hold on to him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I used to get that all the time with this guy, Julie, that when you were talking, it reminded me of a lot. He's like engineer, da da da, blah da, masters, da da da. He was like awful, right? I ended up like cursing him the fuck out. He was awful. Good on oh paper. God, me and Natasha met yep. that day that he called me. Wow. Wait, uh, when? Anyway, remember that day that we met at McClune's Boathouse, and he called me, and you were like, "Why is he calling?" You? Oh, I was like, I yes. don't know. I'm gonna light him up when I get home, and I sure did. I remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I think um, a lot of people, especially like our moms, aunties, et cetera, they're still in that. Like there's yeah. only so many yeah. men left. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. Especially men. Mm. Like, there's this feeling of like, there's no one good out there. We hear that. There's all no one good. The yeah. There's no one good. Mm-hmm. And like, we actually mm-hmm. had a dating coach on our podcast, Evan Mark Katz. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was saying how mm-hmm. like, for whatever reason, like, if you go to the mall, like, the reality is, like, only 10% of the people, like, you're probably going to, like, find attractive and want to, like, mm. potentially date. But on mm-hmm. dating apps, like, the odds are probably the same. Yet, for whatever yeah. reason, we think, yeah. like, everyone True. should be like, the perfect 100%. match for us. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yes. given to us on a silver platter that we get, like, <laughs> discouraged when we don't see people that we think are, like, attractive or good for us to date. But that's, like, mm. not reflective of the real world at all. No. Yeah. Right. It's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not yeah. True. Just yeah. It's not, not Amazon. Like it's not <laughs> right. going to be like you know what I mean. It's not going to show you your best fit for what you're searched. Like it's yeah. showing you what you're Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ten percent of people though is a lot of freaking people. When That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just want to know for our last question: tips for real daters on how to not fall into the pick me mentality. Mm. if you guys have any i mean you guys dropped some gems today yeah <laughs> you have any any extras closing thoughts <laughs> yeah i mean just taking a page out of golden bachelor it's like it's not um people think i'm either going to be single or i need to be with this person who mm-hmm. i went on a date with like it's one or the other but you mm. also have a third choice which is being alone being alone yeah. and being single are different would i rather be alone with myself than be with this person i think that's like yeah. the ultimate question we need to answer after a date mm. it, are you choosing this person over yourself or are you choosing yeah. yourself over this person and i can mm-hmm. tell you like 90% of the dates i've been on if i were to look back and really ask myself that question i would have just rather been with myself <laughs> than yeah. with them mm-hmm. but when right. you're in that pick me mentality you're like no 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 that was it's still an opportunity there's a chance please pick mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. it's what's some of yourself the... yeah oh sorry sorry julie go ahead yeah. oh yeah i think the other piece too it's like it's picking yourself first and foremost but also if you're with there's like always an opportunity cost of being with the wrong person too we forget that Oof. yeah like if we say Oof. that we're gonna be with you know x person that looks mm-hmm. good on paper but treats you like shit and they're not mm-hmm. like the type of person you want to end up with what mm-hmm. about all the other people you could be meeting in that time yeah. Like yeah. you can't be with, find the right mm-hmm. person if you're with the wrong person there's no way nice that's a good one yeah, yeah. i think at the oh, forefront yeah. it needs to be like do i like this person like that needs to be the question yeah <laughs> that's really <laughs> it Plain yeah. that's simple. really oh, it gosh. yeah because the reason they're treating you bad is because they don't like you right <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a baseline. Like, like, treated this way. No. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I I appreciate what you said, Ua. Um, just the thought of like being being alone, being single, sitting with yourself, not being in a relationship. Like that is a viable possibility. That could be a very happy, like mm-hmm. <laughs> great possibility. Yeah. yeah. And I think we often think of it as like no like there's just not enough conversation around that being a possibility and a choice mm-hmm. and that you can be happy mm-hmm. in that and i'm not saying you're choosing that to die alone forever you could still want the desire to be with somebody else or to be with somebody um but there is there could be a lot of possibility and health and happiness in just choosing to be alone as well um yeah and julie and i talk about this a lot like we need to stop thinking about single as a layover to relationships single Mm -hmm. is also a state of being just Mm -hmm. like relationships are a state of Mm -hmm. being it's yes it's not a passing phase like every every place you're at in life you're meant to be there so if you're Mm -hmm. single it's not like oh i'm single and but i i'm trying to change my status it's like enjoy being single there's so many Mm -hmm. privileges to being single because you're not going to be single forever and then you know really take advantage of that time well yeah we don't it's like a a stage of life too like it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you're going to be single forever like that is a big piece that we forget it's like i think this is like the last man on earth when we're like on a date (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. No, if you pass on this person, even if you're alone for a little, like you'll find someone else eventually. It's temporary. If that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. All temporary. It, yeah. If that's what mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, Julian Yue, this was great. You dropped a lot of gems. You helped us yeah. think of paradise a little differently as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Yue. That was great. <laughs> uh, seriously. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Please tell our listeners where they can find you, what's happening over on Datable. Um, yeah, all the things. Uh, we have all the things. So uh, we are on um, all the podcasting platforms. You can find us on our website, datablepodcast.com. You can find us through social media at datablepodcast is our handle. And we also do a weekly brunch talk, which we answer people's burning dating questions. So they can send in questions and we'll answer them in the order that they come in. Or if they leave us a rating and review, we push the questions up to the top of the queue and answer them right away. Nice. Love that. You guys check out Datable and um, we hope to have you guys back maybe in the, another episode, another yes. future. Br- yeah. Help us make sense of some other stuff that comes up on our shows. Yes. <laughs> maybe Love um, is Blind. That'd be yeah. Good. Oh, be yeah. We're here for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another, sh- another like messy shit show. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a snippet of this week's episode. For the full episode and bonus episodes and videos, join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash two black girls, one rose. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Stay dateable.